What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to a new episode. I am super happy to announce our next guest because she is now nationally famous. <laughs> She's been not only on one, but on Two national broadcasts, VTM and VRT. I'm just super proud to see this young woman realizing her dream. Let me welcome you. Welcome Marleen Verschroeve from Repeat Health. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I can be here. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for the intro. Wow. <laughs> Everyone says that when I do an intro. Wow. <laughs> no, but I am really super proud of your accomplishments. I remember because I know you and we're not gonna pretend that we don't know each other we've <laughs> known each other for a very very long go time way back <laughs> way back since we're teenagers I think I met you when I was 16 yes or something you were 16 I was 16 I, I, I had to be 14 or so. you were 14 yes the photos <laughs> too bad this is just a podcast because I can show you photos <laughs> of her, our <laughs> hair looking please don't <laughs> Looking all raggedy with our afros, not knowing what to do with exactly. it. Exactly. But yeah, here you are, a full-grown woman with your own company, Repeat Health. Can you tell me a little bit about Repeat Health? What is it? Well, um, let's call it a preventative health practice mm -hmm. where we provide not only sessions, so let's say helping people go through a journey where they discover how they can optimize their health, but also really treat chronic illnesses and complaints. Mm -hmm. um, and we do like a broad spectrum of chronic illnesses or chronic complaints, but our main focuses are the gut gut health, gut issues, but also maybe other issues such as immune diseases or autoimmune diseases, uh, which start in the gut. And we also treat hormonal imbalances, let's say not only the reproductive system hormones, but also the stress hormones, the thyroid hormones, so thyroid troubles. And then if we go like a little bit further, we also treat the mind. So everything brain-based stress, depression, anxiety, insomnia. That's what we that's what we do in the practice. We help people not only treat those symptoms, but really go to the cause and and treat the cause and educate them. I think education is also a very big part of what we do in the practice. That is a lot. <laughs> What? That is a it's lot. It's a mouthful, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So um, I'm super interested in the way how you treat chronic diseases. So we're talking about Parkinson's, um, exactly. so, arthros. Exactly. So Parkinson's, Alzheimer, but also just migraine is something, is, is an issue, is a chronic issue. Bloatedness, uh, PDS or IBS, uh, it's called in English, right? It's PDS in, in Dutch, but IBS in English. What is IBS? IBS is, is the irritable bowel syndrome. So so basically your bowel just live live its life of its own and you, just you farting get a lot <laughs> gassy <laughs> farting but also um yeah the, the, the typical bloatedness and and having a very changing stool cramps mm. not feeling well within your gut basically is is uh, easily stamped upon as ibs but it, it's it's not broad exactly ibs 
I believe is more like a term we we put on something that relates to the gut issues, but mostly it's it's not just IBS. It's it it might even be leaky gut or oh. other things. Yeah happening within your gut i see you looking at me like oh what the hell is that but but yeah just to give you a few examples of of chronic diseases so you have things going on in the gut but you also have P pms um which all of we women uh or most of us women uh have had or still have but you also have pcos so many different complaints what's pcos pcos is it's where our hormones are imbalanced and at a certain point we start producing as women of course too much testosterone mm. and our eggs don't pop open so we get like multiple eggs and it doesn't pop up so we we don't get our menstruation through oh in a so normal you cycle don't, you don't have your menstruals or well, maybe every three months or something exactly so okay. so the, the cycle prolongs prolongs because because of that typical hormonal balance and you get issues such as hair loss but also like acne or or body hair growth that that really starts to take it their own way of living mm -hmm. um and then of course fertility issues so it's difficult to get pregnant uh and yeah many other symptoms that that might be very personal or indiv well individual per person basically so it's Okay. That's that's in broad terms what PCOS means. Yeah. Yeah. So side note, when I see like sometimes Congolese auntie with a beard, it's PCOS. It might indicate it. Yes, it does. It might indicate it. Mm. Yeah, it might indicate it. But it it well, it's a PCOS is a syndrome. Mm. So um when it comes to syndromes, it's it's not it doesn't go as typically as a disease which which is very clear so you have disease x and this is your symptoms or these are your symptoms with a, with a syndrome it's it's mostly multifactorial so you um you have many different causes and also many different outcomes and many different complaints that you can have right oh, wow so for example if i'm just making this up if i have a chronic migraine it can influence my bowel system yes it can absolutely and all and these other factors i can have a P pms that is super heavy definitely but let's say um just to, to put it to put it in a different perspective migraine is is like an outcome it's it's a it's a symptom and it might be coming from your hormonal disbalances uh going from maybe just the, the sex hormones but also the stress hormones or you might just very simply be depleted in magnesium right oh. so you have like a, yeah. <laughs> just a simple <laughs> exactly but but on the other hand it might also have to do with with uh the gut flora maybe be being imbalanced you know mm -hmm. having maybe too much uh of of uh candida the the yeast that lives within us all by the way mm -hmm. but having having too much of it might also give migraine issues so it's it has multiple causes <laughs> how can you have too much of the yeast um of the candida of the candida <laughs> uh how can you well it, it has to do a lot with our food and and how we feed our gut flora basically but also how we treat it so 
most drugs, so I'm talking about medication, and definitely antibiotics mm -hmm. kill off all bacteries. Mm -hmm. So they don't Even only... Even the good ones. Exactly. No, not only the bad ones, but also the good ones. And you have to look at, at the, the gut flora as, um, let's say, a whole different world that keeps each other in balance. So you have the good ones and the bad ones. But if the good ones die off, mm -hmm. then uh, usually the candida, which also lives there, and you have different sorts of candida, they start to take over. And then you start getting those weird symptoms because candida lives off sugar. <laughs> so oh if you God. are someone who maybe has had an, an antibiotic cure or four or five, 10 maybe for some people, and you eat a lot of carbs or, or you eat a lot of sugar, then yes, having a candida issue is... is most likely. Most likely, exactly. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So actually the gut, because I've heard this before, or I read it somewhere, that the gut is actually our second, I don't know if it was heart or brain, but... Brain. Brain. The it's a second brain. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like a motherboard in a computer, right? It really is. Yeah. If really everything is. fits, then it's going to work fine. But if you have a lot of programs open and you don't have a lot of giga on your computer, then it bugs. Exactly. And actually, the way you explain it now is um, a better way to answer the, the question that you started with. Like, what are chronic illnesses? You have to look at the body as multiple, like different systems working together. Right. Mm -hmm. And if there's a bug on one system, it will affect uh, another system and maybe that will affect another system. And then you start like having multiple mistakes or, or, or troubles within different systems and it won't errors. Er errors exactly and it won't function as good as it has to be functioning and then we can we can only, let's say, bear it for some amount of time, but after a time then we start feeling... It just crashes. It crashes, crashes, exactly. And you get those symptoms, right? Basically, symptoms are just our body telling us, hey, whatever you think you're doing, <laughs> stop it doing <laughs> it because we can't work properly. So can you just... So it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's... Wow. It's all wired together and... <laughs> That's so amazing because... What you're actually saying is if our guts is our second brain, mm -hmm. then we need to feed that correctly. Yes, we do. How do we do that? Um, Nobody teaches us how to eat. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, properly. Well, properly. No, that's, that's absolutely true. And also, let's say, to my opinion, institutions, westernized institutions, up until today... Uh, when you look at, at the, the, the very conventional institutions, if I may say so. Mm -hmm. um, like the agriculture that we grew up in after the industrialization. Exactly, of the exactly. And, and, and how we have to eat. And it's, it's, it's just not even taking your gut flora into consideration, to be wow. quietly honest. And if we start with uh, food, we obviously have to have a look at where does our food come from. And if you look at our agriculture and the way we grow vegetables, for instance, well, we put a lot of pesticides, pesticides and herbicides on, on, on it, and it's to kill off microorganisms. So obviously it has an effect on our own microorganisms. So we are killing them off as well as we eat so. So how do we feed our gut? It's to start off by not killing them off by what we eat. 
and then of course we have the the whole drug spectrum and antibiotics um well now they they started to realize that we maybe overused antibiotics in the past but yeah there are still quite some uh let's say physicians that really give give out antibiotics like very easily for 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 a very minor problem then we kill off each and every time we kill off our bacteria so that adds up to 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 that problem and then we have the food if we look at how fresh our food is we don't eat for ourselves we basically also eat for our bacteria because what the bacteria do is that they make like some sort of products metabolites and that's what we use in our systems to function normally we need it exactly we need it but the thing is that if if you don't feed the gut flora well then they will start dying off as well just to give an example if you have f- freshly made applesauce i don't know why i'm coming up with this one <laughs> i love making that exactly. so easy right but you, you make it freshly you you will uh, depending on how high you put the temperature that's like another issue of course what exactly i know we'll come oh to God. that <laughs> depending on how high you put the temperature you will kind of like keep most nutrients in and the um, the fruit and everything that you you put into it will still have enzymes right which But is good which is which is what all these words mean right yes. I'll, i'll i'll come <laughs> to that and let's say you buy applesauce just from the rack processed right mm-hmm. they put enzyme blockers as as to how I, i want to call it like now but they put enzyme blockers so it won't rot it's simply to give a, a longer shelf life right enzymes are little molecules that help go or or that help a, a biochemical reaction go through basically from one step to another mm-hmm. so it makes our our fruit ripe it makes our our vegetable ripe it, it makes our biochemical reactions go through but to block it is to literally say okay you you won't be able to ripe you won't be able to rot right mm-hmm. so we put it into our processed foods it so just simply to extend the shelf life But here's the thing, those enzyme blockers also have an effect on our system, right? So we also block our di- digestive system. So we won't be able to get all the nutrients out. See what I mean? I'm literally thinking like I'm hearing you and all I can think is all these things, whether it is canned food or like applesauce, is just... Well, I don't want to say the K-word, but it's killing us. Yeah, it's killing us. Literally, we aren't eating food that's alive anymore. Um, and, well, how will we be able to get enough nutrients uh, into our system to to function normally, to, to feed our gut normally? It's getting really difficult. And it's only been, let's say, 100 to 120 years now that we make processed food to have fast food that's that's the issue it has been an issue for the past hundred years oh my god yeah i don't even know what to say <laughs> what but this is no this is crazy this is crazy because i feel like everyone especially in this day and age you know everything has to go fast so we don't really make time to look for alternatives like canned food because you know we're super busy we're stressed we don't have time to be cooking all these fresh ingredients and also where do you find that yeah true it's all about convenience and the problem is that convenience not even only uh when it comes to food but convenience is slowly killing us in what way just everything has to be easy fast but 
I think the main issue is that our physiology, so our body systems, they took like thousands and thousands of years mm -hmm. to evolve. And so they have this, these systems that work, let's say, with nature as we've known it for thousands of years. But now we're, we're like actually evolving a bit too fast and our systems aren't adapting as quickly. But also, let's say, uh, if you look at what the future might 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 be actually I, I know that the future will be this way but self-driving cars mm -hmm. well we're not going to be using our brain anymore in that specific way to learn how to You're drive a car me. okay <laughs> i'm going way too fast i'm going way too far but just to say yeah convenience is is good but but maybe it's getting to a point where it's really killing us or in certain areas in our life mm, yeah. especially your health like your health, health is the primary thing to have yeah it you is. can't buy health no i mean you can go to a doctor and have yourself examined but <coughs> at the end of the day your body needs to do all of the work exactly Wow. So, okay, we just covered a very important part of this conversation. Yeah. We're going to get back to this, but I just want to know what small advice can you give people to be able to have healthy... Just to be healthy? Yeah, just to be healthy. Well, honestly, eat as freshly as you can. Where do you get those fresh things? Can you buy them at the supermarket or do you have to go to the local market? No, you can definitely buy them at the supermarket, but maybe not everything. I would also advise to go to the local supermarkets because, well, you know, just about eating as organic possibly as you can, <laughs> you will be able to do it there. Of course, supermarket sections also have it, but eat as fresh as you can eat as uh, maybe even as local as you can because you know if you're going to be growing your vegetables or your fruit elsewhere the nutrients will die off as well just by traveling across the world right so if you can eat it What? as closely <laughs> as home as you can it will be better for your gut as well um, so those oranges from Spain not a good idea uh, well maybe not ideally but hey yeah we we are so accustomed to having oranges now so but but let's say like pineapples from where we are from yeah Congo, from Congo right but uh yeah so so it's not ideal it's just not ideal of course you can have it because yeah it's it's still fresh mm -hmm. but it won't have as much nutrients let's say from or just as the broccoli that grows into your garden right okay so fresh, eat fresh, eat eat as organic as you can. Have a lot of variation in your eating pattern. So mm -hmm. eating the same thing every day, even though it's healthy, I'm going to take the typical meal, broccoli, brown rice, and, and let's say fresh salmon. chicken. Well, or salmon, even better. Very healthy. Is salmon better than chicken? Um, I would dare to say yes, because it has those omega-3 fatty acids in it. Okay. Uh, but it, everything basically depends on where your chicken's from, where your <laughs> salmon's from. But okay, I'm not going to dive into that part. But uh, so, yeah, it, these, these things are healthy. But if you're not going, if you're going to have it every day, you won't provide your, your, your body with as much information as it needs. And this is basically what I want to say as well. Food is information. 
right? Uh, as as many it's as... It's like a code for your body. Yes, exactly. Like a it's, binary code. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm you so bring good this, metaphors. Yeah, you, you, you bring this, this tech <laughs> metaphors out. I love it. But it's food is information, so you want to have as, as much as possible many different things in, into your system. Mm. Um, a red apple isn't the same as a green apple. A purple cauliflower isn't the same as a yellow or a white cauliflower. So, I've so. that in my life. Well, you will. <laughs> I, I love. <laughs> <laughs> I loved what you said um, on VRT when you passed on national TV because you were there as a, as a dietitian. So you said... Um, Damn it. It was something with a rainbow. Oh, eat the rainbow? Eat the rainbow. Well, that that's that. It's it's just have as much as possible information into your body. And and our food makes it so simple for us, basically. But um, the more pigmented, so the more color your food, your vegetables and your fruits have, the more packed it is with vitamins, minerals and antioxidants. So So you want to really get into those many different colors as as, pos as much as possible as you can. Yeah. So, yeah, eating eating broccoli, yes, okay. But also but eat the yellow aubergine and the purple cauliflower. Well, there you go. So having just as many colors on your plate as possible will be even better because those the way it works in our body, those, those nutrients, they help each other be better absorbed. Does that make sense a little yeah. bit? But they, they, they amplify the health in your body. Exactly, exactly, yeah. That's wow. what it does. So variation. I love this. Freshness. This is so, oh, this is really, really interesting. So how did you actually become a dietitian? But you also have a longer title, which yeah. I can't really pronounce, but so you <laughs> do it. Uh, right, right, right. Let me start off from the beginning. So when I was younger, I already knew, and I mean like a child, I already knew that I really wanted to help people. And I was into health-ish, so in, in, in a sense, I wanted to become a doctor. I, I remember that very vividly. Aww. But then then when we met, <laughs> <laughs> at the age when, when we met, my, 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 my dad actually, he started, he has always been, uh, well, uh, for as long as I remember, he was retired, so my dad's <laughs> old. Um, and he started this automolecular course. Uh, he started studying back again. What is automolecular? Automolecular. Um, science or or, or uh, medicine basically stands for ortho means everything mm -hmm. molecular means on a mole molecular or molecular base okay. so um, it's it's basically the science that is going to study whatever your cells your body cells need mm -hmm. to thrive optimally the so molecules. Exactly. Whether it's your uh, nutrients coming from your food or uh, nutrients coming from the bacteria that produce it or your sleep or your environment, your stress levels, everything that your cells need to do whatever it needs to do at its at its best. Mm. That's what ortomolecular means. Okay. Right. So yeah, he, he he studied that and then we started to like eat accordingly. <laughs> so we <laughs> at our age, I don't know if you do remember, of course we still had like cookies and whatsoever in the yes. house, but that's basically And also your mom is Congolese, so yeah. that fufu and the right. and everything was still that present. That was still very, very present because that's actually not not unhealthy as, as some people might think but so um yeah we, we still had like snacks and and things at home but mostly when friends came over 
but we didn't eat any soda or drink any sodas anymore. Uh, we ate really, really healthy and very fresh food. Um, so it, it was, I was really accustomed to it as well. And then I started to think, well, do I still want to become a doctor? Because I don't see doctors working advising, on exactly, yeah. working on, on, on food or, or advising on food. So then I wanted to become an orthomolecular therapist or, or nutritionist or whatsoever. But the trouble is that I couldn't, uh, it wasn't very known. It actually still isn't very known. I literally in know nobody who does what you do. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. That's what we need. Yeah, it's, 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 it's basically what we need in the West, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because here we, we don't, we, well, you, you, you won't find a lot of people who die of infections or whatsoever. But you'll find people who die of chronical diseases and that's what's necessary to treat chronic diseases you need to dive into those cells into those molecules and really restore the systems in our mm. body but yeah so we i couldn't study it so i i had to first get a bachelor i started to study um biochemistry but then it was way too much lab work and i'm not made to work <laughs> in a lab i've noticed almost uh poisoned myself so i, I stopped <laughs> yeah i swear so in the lab it, it happened so i stopped biochemistry and then i went uh studying a nutritionist but it was to me still very way too conventional and it just yeah it didn't resonate with with what i believe to be the truth it didn't it wasn't logic either so because uh basically okay being nutritionist um and definitely in a very multi cultural country as Belgium it wasn't accustomed to other cultures I, w I was very shocked mm. I was like well how how can we let's say tell tell an Asian or an African person to eat this and and believe that they then would be healthy or be helped or or lose weight because it was mostly all about losing weight mm. uh, that uh, that uh, nutrition part so anyway, I, I went through it. I uh, I graduated. Then I kind of like was a bit sick of it because, yeah, okay. The system, right? <laughs> the system a bit, yeah. I, I, I was a bit tired of it. Uh, though still very grateful that I did it though. But then I, 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 I traveled to Africa. So I, I went to, to South Africa. And there oh I God, got... I forgot that part of your life. You were gone for a long <laughs> I time. I was gone for a long, <laughs> long time. I actually planned to only go for like a month and a half. And yeah, I, you, almo yeah, I almost was away. Year, exactly. Almost. I, was, <laughs> I was there for almost a year. Uh, hugely fell in love with, uh, with the country, with the people, with the mindset, with the way they think about health and, and optimal health. And actually, I got back in touch with healthy food. So after that, I went studying automolecular sciences. Uh, I did a postgraduate of two years. Then I started following courses, basically just to specialize myself. I did courses regarding our gut health, courses regarding hormonal health. So uh, both women and men, and also the thyroid hormones. I did a burnout. What uh, the thyroid. So the our, our thyroid. In, in our... was that? Uh, can I say it in Dutch? Of course. Schildklief. <laughs> ah, yeah. A lot our of people thyroid. have a problem yeah, with that. Thyroid issues. Exactly. Mm. So, so. And then you, you, I also did a burnout uh, course to help people, um, well, get out of their burnout. Not only 
within the whole mental state, but also burnout is very physical. It's, it's, I mean, you can definitely measure whenever you are in a burnout and you can fix it with nutrients as well. Then I specialize myself in uh, different other things, but then I started also diving a bit deeper into the biochemistry. So now I'm, I'm uh, doing a postgraduate of physiological or physiology, just evolutionary physiology, just to really learn where did we start as humans and how did all those systems evolve where we are now. Wow. And you're still so young. You're not even 30. I'm not even 30. (laughs) She's not even 30. Look at her. Oh, my God. Trying to transform this whole whole system, all these bad habits that we've acquired. Exactly. I'm so happy that you're calling calling out habits. But uh, because it's it's basically... It's a habit. habit. Yeah. But it's it's also because we're influenced by this industry to believe that. I remember, for example, small thing, milk. Yeah. Now all of a sudden everyone wants wants oat milk. We yeah. want <laughs> we want True. other milk. We don't want cow milk. What's yeah. up with that? Well, well, let's let's say that uh, the whole milk uh, hype back in the day basically started as uh, industrialization started because well we were milking cows, then we were milking cows that produced more milk. I mean, you have very different cows. Then milking the cows and and making products out of it uh, in processed foods, there was like an excess of milk. And then there was this trouble. How, how are we going to deal with the too much milk that we have? So then they had to come up with marketing stunts to sell more milk. So all of a sudden milk was good for everyone. I don't know. Do you know the slogan? I'm going to say it in Dutch as well. Mm-hmm. Melk is goed voor elk. Elk, yeah. Yeah. Well, milk is good for each. Yeah, translated exactly. In, in, translated yeah. in English. So that 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 came up. Uh, milk is good for your bones, which actually it's not milk. But <laughs> what yeah. I'm just wondering, because when I hear you and when I see what you do, I'm just wondering, what are the doctors doing at this point because as a doctor you investigate or as a nutrition you investigate Investigate, this kind of things or you learn as you because you will never stop learning you always have to be on top of the newest things so you're always going to learn new stuff so did no one realize like oh milk is actually not that good you shouldn't consume milk or the processed products from milk every single day well exactly um there are a lot of people and therapists and physicians so doctors that 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 are on this path as well for quite a long time mm-hmm. but it's not it's still the the conventional medicine that is being taught so becoming a doctor you'll you're you'll still not learn a lot about food mm-hmm. and about what effect it really has on our systems uh, so yeah there are a lot of doctors that already are working in this manner but the trouble with with doctors is that they also don't have a lot of time right mm. so though they know a lot it's it's an, it's it's one thing to tell a person what to eat and how to eat it mm-hmm. um but it's another thing into changing those habits because you might me really like milk but it might not be really good for for let's say your hormones or for your gut uh or for your m- immune system which 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 
which it, it might even get you inflammated. But if you really like it, though you know it's not good for you, it's it's another thing to just change that habit all altogether. Mm-hmm. Of course, if your complaints are really really painful and and you're au bout de nerf, like you really want to yeah, get rid of uh, whatever you're going through then you're you're more motivated so but they don't really have the time to work on on that specific matter and that's where i want to come in mm-hmm. uh, as uh, as a nutritionist and as uh stead- slowly but steadily many other different people that are doing the same thing as me are trying to help those people that maybe need to be doing things differently with their food or with their lifestyle to just educate them and really help them go through that transition phase yeah yeah i feel like you are our current society or capitalist society worst nightmare because (laughs) if you no, but seriously if you come up with these well not come up because you analyze them of course when you you analyze these things and you educate and sensibilize everyone then we won't maybe consume the way that we do now hopefully Mm. and we will just all be healthy well all (laughs) <laughs> well, most of the majority will be healthy and we won't have so much complaints and maybe even have less burnouts and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. It's it's true. So let's say it, it will be quite when when people will start realizing this more and more and, and just eating differently, living differently, then, of course, it will have a great effect on uh, our current uh, food industry and and very popular brands, maybe, uh, junk food, uh, which are, by the way, also really produced to make us addicted to it. Uh, I mean, they, they the spend millions and millions. Well, it's the way you want to look at it. But, yeah, they do s- spend, like, millions and millions of, of, of money, of, of, of euros, just to analyze how the, the, the human brain works and w- how we get addicted to to whatever we are eating basically so they so they'll will be like analyzing a hamburger to see oh yeah absolutely absolutely to see how we can stay addicted to a hamburger yeah 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 ah. or or chips even i mean we, we, we love the way that there's this crunch and and we love the way but that you can make that at that, home. Yeah, it's not y- the same, probably. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's it's the taste. It's the way it feels in between your fingers. It's it's, it's the way it it almost like vanishes. The once you take a bite, it almost vanishes. I think it even has like a term, the vanishing caloric effect. That's literally what they call it. Vanishing oh. caloric effect is is how quickly it evaporates in your mouth. So it's as if you didn't eat it. So you want to take more. As if it doesn't have any calories, so you want to take more, even though you know, because I mean we're smart enough to know. But the the way it it, it plays our neurotransmitter, so our uh, satisfying hormone, dopamine, the way it has an effect on our serotonin, on our endorphins, it's 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 that that it that it that kind of like started to fool around, and well, there you go, you're addicted to a food where you perfectly know of that it's really not healthy. So, I mean, yes, it will have a great impact on that. I, I hope we do get to a point where we start choosing our health instead of filling other people's pockets with money. And uh, yeah, I, I just really hope that we get to a point where our health system will will be able to, well, I don't know, of course, focus on, on, on diseases and, and, and helping people out with acute diseases but i want to get to a point 
uh, and I hope I still be alive to to have to have a, a good look at it, but just experience it. But to a system where we can prevent chronic diseases and prevent diseases instead of trying to fix whatever has maybe you know taken yeah. its toll already on someone's life quality. Wow. Honestly, the more I listen to you, the more I feel like. Do you know the Truman Show? That movie. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, what's his name? The guy with the funny faces, you know, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. With Jim Carrey, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm actually, we're being influenced all the time. All the time, all the time, basically, yeah, yeah, and not only when it comes to food. Eh? I mean, yeah, with basically everything. But I that mean, is the main thing. Yeah. I mean, if they can influence us about our health, what else? What else? Yeah, true. Wow. <laughs> if you weren't a conspiracy theorist, you'll become one after this episode. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. sidetracked a bit but so you have your own firm yeah as a nutritionist and a biohacking naturopath and automocular molecular Locular. hormone specialist yeah wow i almost <laughs> said it <laughs> um can you tell us because i already mentioned you are less than 30 years old you are constantly studying analyzing all these different compartments of our bodies what was the process of you know, starting your own company. So you finished your, mm -hmm. your studies and then you started your own company, Repeat yeah. Health. How yeah. did that go? Um, ba -ba -ba -bum. Well, well, you know, it's... No, uh, I don't. It, <laughs> no, <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it started, it actually started with me. Uh, I got really in touch with food back again mm. uh, in South Africa. Uh, and the idea was to um, literally bring the health advices on the table, so on the dinner table or kitchen table, whatever you want to call. So I really wanted to not only um, have one-on-one -on -one sessions with people and advise them accordingly to, to whatever health journey they want to, to be having, but also to provide them with the right nutrients. So just provide them with the food. And um, the idea was not to open like a restaurant, but maybe to have a s sort of meal prep so you can get your advice on paper, but you can also get it on your plate. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, that was the idea. And I started to do that. But then it kind of like took its toll. I was working like quite a lot. And then COVID came. Mm -hmm. So the whole kitchen story uh, wasn't uh, manageable back then. And then I started to basically just keep it uh, with having one-on-one -on -one sessions with my patients or my clients. Started to give courses as well and workshops. Um, so I teach people about these things, mostly therapists. I, I kept doing that up until I got the idea to um, educate maybe a broader, a broader audience. So um, what we're doing now is um, bit by bit providing uh, e-courses as well for people who want to um, not maybe get into the one-on-ones, but want to try and do it themselves. And uh, of course, if, if they have like a very tough chronic illness or, or very difficult case that they're in, then you can have a one-on-one -on -one session as well. But just to... 
to just really educate people that there's so much that you can do yourself mm-hmm. and if you if you understand the way your body works exactly. and right if you understand the way your body works and if you understand what it needs then it's really not that tough right so <laughs> easier said than done <laughs> <laughs> easier said than done most definitely because quite honestly um it's hard breaking a habit pattern is 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 a job on its own and that's also why uh well i called it me and my partner actually called it repeat so it's it's about what you do repetitively that will change your system yeah repeat the health patterns exactly wow so (laughs) clever what does a normal day look like for you as a nutritional consultant a normal day i would say i wake up mm-hmm. gracefully <laughs> <laughs> i wake up i then go to my practice i start uh, which is in antwerp which is in antwerp exactly in uh, birchem i then uh, start uh, receiving my clients i always see someone for a full hour Okay. Uh, because half an hour is, I feel that we can discuss as much and go really thoroughly through whatever someone's going through or the changes that someone already has. Mm-hmm. So then I have my one-on-one sessions somewhere in between. I take a break for myself to just catch my breath and eat and, <laughs> you know, breathe. And live. And live. And then, um, well, in the evening, I end and then I start over the day after. But maybe more importantly, what I do in between is we speak about the issues, we speak about the changes that already has been made, about Mm -hmm. what has become a habit, what hasn't become a habit, and then we start implementing new focus points to build a new habit and Mm -hmm. to uh, maybe reorganize some eating patterns or maybe make some slight changes in an eating pattern. That's, That's what we do during a session. After the session we uh, discuss those focus points and then they get like a new plan. Uh, you make the plan. Exactly. New Beforehand or after the first session then? Well, um, after the first session. I make the plan, then they receive the new plan, they receive new recipes and we do that up until they oh, don't Oh, you send them recipes as well? As well, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Girl, <laughs> you're all in one. Who needs a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> kidding. <laughs> kidding, kidding. We all we all need doctors because obviously, well, <laughs> doctors do much more than, than, than we think. But yeah, that's that's basically how my days look like. And can we know what your price or your price range we don't have to have the details because people have to look you up but what is the price range so people have a idea if they want to people have an idea so the price range would be um well the intake is one it's it's 100 it's between 100 and 120 if i can give a range Mm -hmm. right because we're in inflation and stuff <laughs> um then the sessions are between 60 uh yeah 65 and 70 mm-hmm. for the follow-ups yeah basically so you know that they're in it exactly. not just like uh yeah i want to <laughs> change my diet you know what actually I don't. yeah <laughs> when so you give them the recipes they're like girl i'm not gonna eat this bye yeah. <laughs> bye <laughs> No, it's it's yeah. We we have a we have a very specific way of working. People before they come before we see each other for the first time, they already have to fill in 
quite some intake forms because oh, wow. we, we, we really want to have a good notion of how their biology is working, mm -hmm. what they've been through, and also their health history because their health history history means basically everything uh, of, of uh, to give us a notion of how they got to the point that they are. Mm. Then uh, we see each other We at the first time, so we have the intake session, we... Uh, discuss things, then I'm going to see whether there are some tests needed, yes or no. I'm going to maybe co-analyze their blood, uh, so just blood samples that they already had, the blood results. Maybe give a, a gut analysis, Wait, yes or no. can you get that info, do you get that from them or from their physicians? Uh, well, uh, depending. Some people bring it in themselves if they already received it, otherwise I, I discuss it with their physician. Uh, okay to just have have a look and maybe see for some nutritional um, deficiencies or nutrition deficiencies then we have uh we have had our session and then i'm going to start working to analyze everything 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 and make their advice so their advice will be on paper as well that sounds like a lot it's, of work it is a lot of work but it's it's what's necessary to change a habit if people understand what's wrong and why it's going wrong they will also be more motivated to do the right thing to fix it because mm -hmm. it's so easily fixed if if you know if you know if you know exactly. and thank god you're here to <laughs> tell us because we don't know so what is what is the benefit in seeking advice from a dietitian or nutrition like yourself would you well, recommend it well, if people have the means? If people have the means, yes, I would. Because um, there are some people who come to me to just, uh, let's say, maybe athletes. And, and they, just, they just want to optimize their health. Or people that are busy with health but haven't had any pers uh, specialized advice or something like that. Um, why do I advise to maybe, even if it's for like a couple of sessions, to go to a specialist is because there are some things that might still come out of some intake session or a questionnaire that not necessarily is alarming. Is but alarming, yeah. but maybe like preventatively y we need to know that to adjust your your diet or to adjust your lifestyle it's also it's not one diet fits all it's not one lifestyle fits all it's really personal and and having someone to work with who who can really have who, who actually has that insight and can really put it together and and guide you through it might be helpful even if it's like just for one time you might be satisfied for a lifetime mm. So we were talking about Western medicine and everything that goes with it. You talked about your journey in South Africa and how it inspired you or boosted you again to get more into what you're doing now. Would you agree with me? Because that is something that I felt, especially during those COVID period. We need to talk about COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> we're going to put a pin in that for now. 
But would you agree with me that Western science and all the health advice that we have, even from nutritionists, is not per se adequate for black people and others who are not Caucasian white? Yes, I would agree to that, definitely. I can't go into depth about it because it's not something that I haven't walked that path yet, mm -hmm. but I'm going to. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I noted uh, or noticed when I was studying still, uh, when I was in my Bachelor of Nutritional Science back in the days, is that simply diabetes in black African folks is very different as, as it is in white folks. So, wow. yeah, uh, it's just the numbers are very different. So you, if, mm -hmm. if you're going to, let's say, uh, take a, a blood sample or a blood results, those numbers are much higher in, in black African folks than it, they are in white folks. So it and it's not that the number of the blood plates or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah. So your insulin and your I don't know if I can throw those terms because people might not understand it, but they're just very different. And it, if I say higher, um, it doesn't mean that the black person is then more severely sick. It actually isn't. But it's just to say that it's different. Mm. So how reliable is the advice towards everyone when it comes to that matter? And, and how reliable is just one blood sample? Maybe we have to look, look way, way much further down. And also, just to, again, about the gut... <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I'm born in Congo. I've lived there for six years, so up until my six years old. And just for you to give a notion, that matters too, culturally, what you eat, when you're born, how much how vitamin D... How you started your life, actually, and what it went does. into your guts from the beginning. Exactly, because the consistency mm -hmm. is vast from your three-year-old so you can't change anything mm. in your gut flora you can't drastically change composition after you're three years old imagine right so definitely of course health advice definitely of course the nutrition advice uh, and even medication is different in many different races mm. i i do believe that for a fact i just I need to dive a little bit more deeper into it to to really um, know what exact things that those things are. But yeah. Yeah. So for example, if you are born here, you're a white Caucasian boy or girl or non-binary, uh, you're born here and for example, from the age of two, you start drinking cow milk or you're a boy or girl non-binary in Congo, for example, and from the age of two, you're drinking cow milk from there. Yeah. Your gut will, the composition of your gut will be different. It will be different, yeah. By the way, about cow milk, we... We hate it. Yeah, <laughs> we hate it. We aren't, we aren't made to drink cow milk. Um, Do you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> we, aren't we aren't made to drink cow milk, though, though... Being able to digest lactose, so mm. the, the, the milk sugar basically, is a mutation during evolution, you see? Ah, and we learned. Yeah, we learned. We changed. We but forcefully it, learned. We for, yeah, but it, 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 like, it, it changed over thousands and thousands of years. But what you will see is that people in the West and in the North, so white people generally, are most able to digest lactose. And the, one, the ones from the South, such as Africa, India, South America, not. 
the better part of the world aren't able to digest lactose or cow milk in general. Wow. <laughs> this is this is a free session. <laughs> you are listening to a free session of health advice. I'm just telling you. Whoa. This is so useful. Thank you. This well, is so I'm happy. useful. I'm happy that you are happy <laughs> and, that you, and that you find it useful. Yeah. So that being said, where can people, you know, for example, people who don't really have the means to come and get all these healthy advices from you, where can they get adequate and trustworthy information in regards to health? Well, let's say there there are many people like me out there, by the way. Maybe not a lot, a lot in Belgium, but there are some great podcasts that mm. you can listen to to get educated. There are some great uh, articles and books that you can read that go over this matter. I'd say if you look for podcasts that are concerning functional medicine or orthomolecular medicine, you'll get quite a lot of information already. And also YouTube channels and social media such as Instagram or TikToks. There are many of other people like me out there providing education, providing knowledge about these stuff. Uh, and if you go by these terms, uh, functional medicine, orthomolecular, you'll definitely get that. And also adequate for your ethnicity. Yes, indeed, because there's, there's a huge difference. There is a huge difference. <laughs> so I promised we're going to talk about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost winter again. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> hashtag. And it's been two years now. I can't count three. anymore. I think it's, I, I think we're, we're going up to We're going three. to three, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. We are. Hey. It's been three years now. And yeah, winter and cold has become synonym for COVID. COVID-19. COVID exactly. Woo. So what is a healthy and sustainable way to deal with this freaking contagious disease? Disease. You have to stay inside. <laughs> Cover your mouth. Uh, no, um, you, you have to make sure because here's the thing with COVID. People don't die of the virus. People <sighs> die because of how their immune system reacts to the virus. Mm -hmm. So, um, are you hearing this, government? <laughs> so, if, if if you're going to look at the the studies, by the way, um, you're going to be maybe reading some things about um, the cytokine storm. So, it's it's, it. it's 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 quite a lot about how your body or how your immune system rather reacts to the virus. Um, so you need to be training your immune system. You need to be feeding your immune system uh, rightfully. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is by eating healthy, of course. Um, if you think that you lack uh, nutrients or if you feel or if you just know because you can measure it. If you know that you lack nutrients. How that do you measure it? Blood samples, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that you can, if you if you think or you can measure that that's that you lack or you have like a de deficiency uh, of like magnesium, of, iron, exactly. yes, uh, of 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 those nutrients that really uh, help our immune system react normally because it's all about not having a a strong uh, or or an active immune system. You just have to have uh, an immune system that acts normal. So whenever it needs to be turned off. 
it's still it will be off and it whenever it needs to be on it will be on because it's it's about the overreactive immune system that that kind of like kills us right mm-hmm. um and nutrients that it needs is zinc magnesium vitamin d por favor vitamin d is so important so let's book those tickets right <laughs> <laughs> vitamin d and and most most people in belgium have a very very low vitamin d level like by the end of the winter 90% has a very tough deficiency of vitamin d so if you already know that mm. go and check your vitamin d and if if you mind you if you can't if your skin most part of your skin can't touch the sun on a daily basis you need vitamin D, right? It's not because it's summer mm-hmm. that you'll have enough vitamin D if you still work nine to five inside. Mm-hmm. The sun doesn't come in the building, doesn't it? So, And even if it's shining through the window, it's not enough. Exactly. You won't even get vitamin D when it's shining through the window. So it's it's you, those those nutrients you really need to, to, to check to prepare yourself for a cold winter, and for having a immune system that really helps you instead of overreact to something that it doesn't know yet, such as COVID, right? Is it enough to go to the local store like Kruidvat or Jacob? What's it called? No, Holland and Barrett and buy those well, I, I pref- vitamins, <laughs> vitamin D, magnesium. You know, they have like cute little bottles. I know, and you take I one know. every day. Yeah. Is that? I I, I I don't want to belittle Kruidvat or any uh, brand, but I... It's I, okay, they don't sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say Kruidvat, uh, you'll find uh, the nutrients or supplements that are bioactive so that your body... Because you, you might have... Uh, an adequate amount of zinc but maybe it's not the right type of zinc for your body or it maybe it won't be activated in your body normally so you you really want to have yeah i know that's another thing so how do you I know you're looking at me like what the hell are you like all this, of a sudden talking about this is mind-blowing so how do you know which kind of zinc that you need to buy in the store or do you get that from a pharmacy well a pharmacist will know that much better Indeed, okay. or uh, someone specialized in the functional medicine or orthomolecular medicine. But they have to no. run a blood test first to know, right? To know, exactly, um. yeah. But things as vitamin D, um, I mean, from now, it's beginning of October already. I mean, it's end September, beginning of October. So from October to May, please just provide yourself with, with some vitamin D because you know... From anywhere? Oh, I would say uh, vitamin D is best taken up when it's uh, fluid, like when it's mm-hmm. liquid, like a liquid form. So not those little cute orange capsules yeah. with the powder. I'm in not it. saying that they're bad, but there's better, you know. Okay. So the the, the vitamin D liquids will be taking up better, and yeah, with with zinc, uh, there's some forms that are taking up better, such as. Uh, zinc citrate or zinc monometionina. So I mean, it's it's. I know it's all a mouthful, but it really, it really, it kind of really matters which type you take because it might not have an effect on you if you take the wrong one. And you just be popping pills, thinking, "Oh my God, I'm being so healthy." <laughs> right, and and that's 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 another major issue. There's so many. Even that. That's what I want to say. Also, that industry went loco. You know. Yeah. Okay, zinc is good, or that is good, or omega three, and then they and you started. You can just easily buy it. It's you only can three euros. Buy it or 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 um, food brands that 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 
add an extra nutrients or omega-3 in, in, into their foods that might not even make any sense at all. So yeah, inform yourself. <laughs> There's just so much. Like, instead of me wasting my time in this, well, not wasting, but, you know, doing all this work, it's just easier to come to you because the benefit is just that it's yeah, a good investment. It's, it's a good investment because then you know, you know. Then I know for sure. <laughs> then you know for sure, exactly. And you know what to do, you know what to take. You also know which one do you need because that's also... I that mean, we're all... Exactly, we're all unique and we all have individual needs and that's 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 a real thing um so it's it's very you can really go personalized mm. in into your health and and i mean it's it's a good investment it always will be i think that's my conviction basically yes it's also mine now because i honestly want someone like you to be at every doctor's appointment <laughs> i feel like that's necessary no because for example i had my tooth retracted a few weeks ago And I had to take antibiotics, which I haven't taken in forever, I think. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, I got super tired. I was really like... Oh, there you go. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a side effect. You think the doctor would tell me? No. He was just like... Da -da 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 -da. He did his thing, gave and, me the prescriptions, and, and that's bye. it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Every time you take an antibiotics, you actually should be taking a probiotic as well in the meantime, just so that you don't kill off all... And what is a pro? Is it a medicine or can you oh, get no, it from a, food? A, a probiotic, yes, you can have probiotic like sauerkraut and, uh, and kimchi. Like well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kombucha, water, okay. water kefir. Those are all fermented foods, so those are probiotic foods. But probiotics basically is the living bacteria, mm. and you can take it in a capsule, like in a pill form as well. That's uh, that's one way. Couldn't the pharmacist tell me like, oh, actually, you also need a probiotic? She could if she knew. Yeah, but th that's the thing the pharmacist might might have been thinking oh but maybe the doctor already told her or you know maybe maybe she knows herself already so it's it's the um, yeah the the knowledge is scattered still. so scattered yeah the knowledge is scattered and there's not one fluid working system yet But there are there are people out there that are really working through it, and of course, I mean, now I know which pharmacist to go to. I know which do doctor to work with. I know I have my community now, and mm. there are communities growing basically. So I hope that we get there That's in a couple so nice. of years' time. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. Because when I push that baby out of my vagina, I want <laughs> them to have the best flora, gut flora ever. <laughs> yeah, well said. You know now. You know yeah. now. So that's, that's, it's so important. It's so important. Yeah. So what's next for Repeat Health? Because you are just growing and growing. You have so many <laughs> clients. You're popping in and out of national TV. Well, next up is, as I said, we're busy doing those e-courses and and well hopefully in a couple of months time we can like bring them out so people can start educating themselves on their own tempo and, yes. and they can still go for workshops with us they can also book a session with Lindsay, our other team member who goes shopping with people that's oh my that's god so nice yeah, she well, goes with you to the grocery store to the grocery store to just provide you and learn you how to shop for your needs and to, to learn what's healthy and what's not healthy oh my so th those are the things that we're doing now and for the future um i love to teach so i'm going to be keep on teaching and holding workshops and and whatnot but i hope what i did in the past <laughs> mm -hmm. is opening a side thing where people can also get their food 
right? Whether it's going to be restaurant-based or just that, that they can get their ingredients that they personally need and prepare their own food, that's going to be the next step. Girl, basically. I'm so going to invest in that. <laughs> You're going to be my first venture capitalist. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm dead serious even. Thank you. We'll talk. I just want to close off with if there's one advice that you can give people like that they have to do right now to even optimize their health just even for a little bit as of today after listening to this, what would it be? Oh my God, one thing. This is so difficult. Just one. Uh, One, 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 one thing. Okay. Many people might think I'm going to talk about the gut, but I won't. I'm going to <laughs> talk about something else. Cut off sugar. Cut off sugar. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If if it's if it's not cutting off sugar, um, eat way more vegetables. Like okay. try to opt for somewhere between the 400 and the 500 grams a day. Is it okay to season it? Of course. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be. No, 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 no. It doesn't have to be like bland. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. It doesn't even have to be steamed when it comes to that. Just please eat cook your, it. Yeah. Cook it, prepare it, eat it raw. I don't care, but eat your vegetables and eat as much as possible. Okay. Wow. I just feel like I had a whole intake session <laughs> with repeat health. And I hope all of you who are listening did too, because this is. This advice costs money normally. <laughs> We are lucky. We are blessed. Wow. Thank you so much, Marlene Verschroeve from Thank Repeat you. Health. That's Thank what's you for up. Me. Thank you so much. <laughs>